welcome to Discipleship Under the Crown. This is a podcast where we think about keeping discipleship front and center, uh, even in a COVID lockdown, which we're in right now. My name's Al James. I am a youth ministry advisor working with YouthWorks in Sydney, and I am joined by Kate Hagar. Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you going? Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. I'm a children's ministry and primary SRE advisor for YouthWorks. So um, that is supporting kids ministry in local parish whatever that might look like. Awesome. And I'm also joined by Tim Bielharts. G'day. Good to see you. Or hear you. <laughs> it's great to be here. Uh, I am also a children's ministry advisor for the Wollongong region in Sydney. All right. Well, uh, we are here because we've had a snap lockdown. Uh, and so we, um, yeah, we thought it was worth getting together. Um, Kate, do you want to just run us through what's going on in, in the world of COVID in Sydney at the moment? Sure. I mean, we've been in a pretty good situation in New South Wales for a few months with very little to no um, community transmission of COVID. And that all changed about a week ago where we had some cases and little outbreak that became a bigger outbreak. Um, and as with COVID, things change really quickly. We went from one day, um, people in some suburbs weren't allowed to leave Metro Sydney then the next day they couldn't leave their house at all. And then the next day, the whole of Sydney can't leave their house. So we are in lockdown under stay-at-home orders for at least um, just two weeks, just under two weeks now. Um, and Kate, your voice sounds a little bit raspy. Have you got COVID or have you was something else going on? <laughs> no, I've just been um, doing a Facebook Live, reading a book for 20 minutes to entertain children. Um, and so I'm off the back of reading, um, yeah, for half an hour, being online for half an hour. So I yeah. do not have COVID. Yeah. I'm vaccinated, fully vaccinated, my friend. Uh, awesome. I'm, mine is coming up this Sunday and then in three weeks' time. So... Um, and uh, Tim, we, we had a meeting this morning um, with the ministry support team, uh, us three and a few other advisors as well. We thought we should just think a little bit about what, what are people most going to need right now and how can, we, uh, how can we just start the conversation going? Do you want to tell us a little bit about why, why we're deciding to have a conversation now? Yeah, so coming back into lockdown means that all of our face-to-face gatherings and ministries have ceased. It is currently the school holidays and the two weeks of lockdown do coincide with the two weeks of public school holidays that many of our students and children and young people that we minister to are in. Uh, there's a upside and a downside to this. Uh, the upside is that there's a lot of regular ministries which are on hiatus as they normally are for school holidays. And so there's a bit of breathing room that we have. We're not uh, particularly anxious about how we can uh, continue with what would normally be our face-to-face programs. But there's also a downside. I know that there are many youth ministers who have had youth camps, kids ministers who have had kids holiday clubs, which have had to be cancelled or very quickly moved online. And there is also the uh, Sunday ministries, which are also very important to the life of our church, which we are having to pivot to very quickly on how to do these either digitally or to supplement them in some other way. So we thought it was a great opportunity to jump back on the podcast and to help people think through um, how best to react to this current lockdown situation. Yeah, and and part of it is is as well that it, it, it you know there's a there's a, a impact on our programs, but there's there's also you know there's a pastoral sort of moment here as well. 
Uh, so we're wanting to encourage people to kind of to both think about their programs, but also think about their people too. Um, fantastic. Well, we we um, in our meeting this morning, as we started to think about um, what are some of the things that would be worth us just thinking about, um, we came up with five headings basically, and and the first one of those is, you know, in this sort of lockdown 2.0, what should we th- be thinking about? Well, the first is we want to acknowledge that that we've we've we're going through something hard. And that we're losing something in this as well. So we want to mourn what was lost. So Kate, do you want to just um, start thinking about that a little bit? It's so easy, I think, to compare our situation to, you know, people who are in worse situations around the world um, and kind of do that glibly in a sense where you go, well, it's not as bad as it could be. And all of that is true, but there's still real disappointments um, and there's a real loss, you know, I know that there are teams of children's ministers and youth ministers who've been working hard for weeks and months to prepare for holiday clubs and youth camps. And all of that was just cancelled at a moment's notice. Um, And that's really hard. Um, And it's good for us to mourn the loss of that. We love these ministries um, and we care so deeply for the the young people that we're ministering to. It is right to be sad about that. Um, And, you know, for kids and youth ministers, um, something that's helpful for you to be thinking about at the moment is how do you help your teams to mourn that as well? Do that together, get together, pray together, just allow them to share how disappointed they are. Um, It's really okay for us to feel those things because it sucks and it's sad and it's right for us to be sad about that. Yeah, and and there there are other things that we're losing as well. There are you know we're not going to be able to see our friends as easily, all those sorts of things. And to be able to acknowledge all the all of the loss of programs and the other things that we're losing in our life is a very powerful thing. I think mm. speaking to Tim Tim Escott way back at the beginning of this podcast, he said something like, uh, you know, change is loss and loss is grief, and we're all we're grieving things at the moment. Um, it may only be a couple of weeks. We hope and we pray, um, but acknowledging the loss of the things is a, is a good thing to do. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think a really, really helpful thing. Um, Tim, did you want, I, I think you had something to say about Ecclesiastes as well. Did you want to mention that? Yeah, it's uh, Ecclesiastes talks about how there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And we are in that moment where it is appropriate and right to weep and mourn. It's important for our discipleship. Uh, it's important for the children and the teenagers and the families that we're ministering to to also know how to lament well. And one of the things we can be doing as leaders is actually shaping their discipleship, helping them follow Jesus in moments of mourning, moments of lament. Uh, it is good and right for us to go through these processes, as Kate has said. Uh, and so the other thing to be doing is, um, yes, mourning with our teams, but also work out ways you can appropriately mourn with your children and your teenagers. Uh, it might be, we'll talk a little bit uh, soon about gathering together with them, what that might look like, but just helping them to acknowledge that there are things that are now being erased from their calendar that were important to them. Uh, and it is good and right for us to go through those processes uh, as part of sharpening who we are as disciples of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. I, I know of a number of children, in, including some of my own, who are deeply disappointed at the at the cancellation of camps. Um, this is a, a big it's a big moment in their life. It's a big moment in their discipleship as well. And so uh, that's a real loss as well. Now, Tim, you talked about the idea of gathering together as we're able. That's our second kind of heading that we've got here. Uh, what do you want to say about that? 
Yeah, so there are two possible ways of gathering. Uh, One that we're very familiar with in terms of lockdown is Zoom meetings. A lot of us became very familiar with how to navigate Zoom, uh, the chaos and the circus that that was, but it was also really helpful to be able to see people's faces, to gather together, to uh, meet, to chat, to pray, even just to have fun together was an important part of that process. Uh, We certainly hope that this lockdown is nothing compared to what we were like uh, in the early months of 2020, Uh, but we do have the opportunities now to still gather digitally, uh, and if we have those opportunities, to make the most of them, to see the faces of those that we love and that we care for, that we're uh, seeking to disciple uh, and shape. Um, And so to be able to do that well Obviously, we want to do all of that with our safe ministry practices um, on board, and there are links on the PSU website about how to do that well. Um, uh, Safeministry.training is a good best place to go for that. But yeah, to be able to meet digitally is an important part of what we can do during this moment. And um, Kate, I know you're partial to a nice walk as well. That's that's another way we can meet, isn't it? Totally. I, I went for a walk this afternoon. Um, down on the Hawthorne Canal in Leichhardt and um, there were so many people out honestly there was a lot of people around um, even though it was kind of overcast and a bit rainy Um, all of them kind of within the groups they're allowed to be in there was no groups bigger than 10 everyone was kind of appropriately distanced from one another but there was you know mums with prams and people with dogs there was teenage boys out for a run together like it was really actually quite heartwarming to see people finding those ways that they can gather together and our, our churches should be no different. Um, I, I think one of the hard things is it takes more effort than in our regular life. We have those routines and patterns and rhythms of life that put us, you know, together with people. Um, you've got to think about it a little bit more in these situations and make plans in a way that you wouldn't normally, but totally worth it to get out and go for a walk with someone there's no reason for anyone to be alone in our churches at the moment so reaching out and and finding those ways for people to be together is is really valuable yeah and and you know that idea that we're not just bumping into into people in the daily rhythms so there is a there is it's important isn't it um for people to be intentional about how these kinds of um, exercise or whatever, you know, we, we mentioned exercise just to make it clear that, that that's one of the provisions that we have in our restrictions in Sydney at the moment, um, that you can exercise in groups of 10. And so that's obviously a way of doing that, but it's not going to happen unless it's planned. And so it's it's crucial for youth and children's ministers to, you know, with all the safe ministry guidelines in place and all that kind of thing, um, to be intentional about that. There are moments for people to be able to walk together for people to be able to um, to kind of, I guess, do life together. And interestingly, um, I, I don't know what it's like for everyone, but certainly for, for um, teenage boys, possibly mo- more than others, um, to be able to face the same direction instead of looking at each other to catch up is a very helpful thing. So I don't know if, if that rings true for you guys. Um, that's, uh, that's really helpful. Um, and uh, the third heading that we want to just make light of is is the idea of um, contacting families. It's, it's the, the kids are obviously, they're going through something at the moment. The kids' discipleship is important. They might not kind of, uh, they might not make really clear or, or articulate what they're going through, but they're certainly going through something. Um, but it's not just the kids only, it's the whole family. Um, so what can we be thinking about with that, Kate? Just reaching out to families and 
asking how you're going. How can I pray for you right now? Um, and it's as simple as that, really. Um, those kind of reaching out and making connections with, with families are really important right now. And um, it's just those simple little things that actually, even if you feel a little bit nervous about doing that, maybe that's not something you do as part of your normal ministry. That's okay. Um, you know, as the children or youth minister, parents expect you to contact them. So you kind of have permission to go and to ask those questions. And just right now for a family who maybe have had holidays cancelled and they're stuck at home with their kids and they're wondering what to do, to have someone call them and say, how can I pray for you this week? It's really meaningful um, and, and it's a good way to begin uh, to care for your families as well as the kids that and young people that you are ministering to. So are you suggesting, just so I've, so I've got, you clear, got you clear, are you suggesting that, that a youth leader might call a youth parent? Yes, of course. <laughs> you know, asking how you can pray for someone is the easiest possible thing that you can ask them. Every Christian wants someone to pray for them. Everyone likes and, to be asked that question. And and not just not just the Christian parents, right? Like, I mean, asking the non-Christian parents sure, of, yeah. the, of the youth. Absolutely. You know, we, we just want to see how you're going. Is there anything we can pray for? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was speaking with, um, in lock, lockdown 1.0, um, I was speaking with a, a guy that wrote a script for his youth leaders because there's a real, like, let's acknowledge there is a real nervousness about picking up the phone, but it is such a powerful thing. And it, and if ever there is an opportunity, when you go into a major thing like this, a, a, a change like this, it's a really, really helpful thing. Um, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the youth guy here. I, I just want to say, um, yeah, parents, bring them in. What, one of the things that we saw in, in COVID uh, in, the, in the first lockdown was that the biggest, uh, the thing that correlated most with children growing, uh, children and youth growing in their faith was where there was a, an excellent partnership with parents. And so we want to say this is something, not only is it a biblical principle, but actually it's something that works in real life as well. Who would have thought? Um, now we want to we want to contact families. We want to we want to be um, supporting them as well. That's not the only way. Contact them isn't the only way that we're going to be uh, able to support them. Tim, um, we want to provide you know family discipleship resources as well. Yes, this is our fourth heading, and it's a real practical way in which we can continue to disciple our kids. One of the great things that came out of the first lockdown was helping children's ministers and youth ministers think through how they can best uh, disciple their kids when they weren't in proximity with them personally. Um, and every children's and youth minister I know would affirm that discipleship can happen at home and that parents are a significant um, discipler in that. And what these opportunities of lockdown provide for us is the opportunity to really step into that belief and to provide parents with the resources they can use to help continue that discipleship at home. And so helping parents find good resources. It might be for young kids. It might be the right children's Bible to read with their kids. Uh, for um, all ages, you can use things like Youth Works Kids Read or Kids Pray um, in order to help scaffold some good Bible reading and some good prayers that the children can be engaged with. Uh, for teenagers, it might be helping the teenagers themselves and also their families have a reading plan that they can follow along with or how they can be praying for their friends and their world, the people around them. Um, so there's lots of different ways we can do that, but we want to be able to help step into that um, household 
our goal of our ministry is to grow disciples of Jesus and being able to do that through the home is a real practical way of doing that. We might not be able to meet face to face, but that doesn't mean we can't be influencing the discipleship of our kids and helping them to grow. And and that was a really significant thing, wasn't it? Coming out of the first lockdown is, is uh, I guess our goal was stripped to the, the bare necessities and we did realize what an important role that parents play in the in the faith of their own children um so and and the faith of their own youth as well um our last heading is i think a really important one um and i'm so glad we've we put this here because uh we remember oh man we, we were on the phone uh and on zoom so much in the first lockdown and and what was clear to us is that that everybody was working extraordinarily hard um we want to just encourage people to rest well, though, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah, resting well is really essential. And it might be for some people listening to this that these two weeks of holidays were actually meant to be holidays. This was meant to be a gap. Um, it was meant to be a time when you stopped and rested, uh, let others take care of ministry. I know that many kids ministers uh, have parent helpers take on the responsibilities of kids' church or Sunday school during a Sunday during this time. It's a time for your regular teams to have a rest. Uh, and so what we want to say is if this is your time of rest, if you need to just stop, then that is totally okay. The Bible speaks really positively of Sabbath, Sabbath being a time when, yes, we can stop to worship God, but it's also a resting and a trusting that God has our ministry or our work uh, at a time when we are not consciously involved in it. And it's a great reminder that God cares far more about our ministry. He cares far more about the discipleship of our young people than even we do on our best days. And God has it. God is good all the time. And so if we need this time to stop, if we need this time to rest, then we can entrust the ongoing discipleship of our young people into his good hands, knowing that actually he can do this remarkable work with or without us. It's great to be co-workers with him. It's great to be involved in that ministry, but it's okay to, it's okay to rest uh, and it's good to rest. And it's a sign of great faithfulness in our good God that we can actually stop during this time. Kate, I'm sure you've got something helpful to say about this as well. Yeah, I think the thing that allows us to rest is just continuing to know that God is king. You know, we keep on trusting he knows what he's doing through all of this. Um, have a rest or work hard, whatever your holiday plans were. All of it is because we know that God is king. Uh, he is still reigning. Nothing has changed that. Um, and we keep trusting throughout this. So there we go. There are our five headings. Mourn what we lost. Gather together as we're able. Contact families. Provide family discipleship resources. And really importantly, rest well. Uh, we want to just let you know that we're praying for you in this lockdown. And, and for those that are listening further afield, we know we've got a number of listeners in the States and other parts of the world as well. And, and some of the some of this stuff will be helpful again for you. Um, but we want to just acknowledge that um, our context here is, is has been not the same as yours, but I'm glad that this, this podcast has been a useful resource for you out there as well. Um, last words, uh, Tim, and then Kate, what do you want to say to the, to the youth and kids ministers out there? 
I guess the last thing to say is just that same uh, point as resting well, but God is good. He's got this. Uh, The theme of this podcast from the very beginning has been discipleship under the crown. Uh, The fact that God is king, he is still on his throne, even during lockdown, even when we can't meet face to face, even when we can't be present with our kids, incarnate in program ministries, um, God is still king. And he's got this, he's got us, uh, he's got his people, he's got his church. And so it's great to be reminded of that fact um, when we enter into these frustrating periods. And Kate? It's such a joy, I think, to remember too that God has not left us alone. He gives us church family and Christian brothers and sisters and um, we know, we get to see how hard kids and youth ministers are working We know how you are feeling. We know how hard this has been. We love you and we are here to support you and help you in any way we can. Love it. Absolutely. What we're hoping that this will do is help you to keep discipleship front and centre, even in lockdown 2.0. So thank you for listening to Discipleship Under the Crown.